black preachers who are, are racist in their hearts. Uh, they, are, they are not called by God, but they've been called by their mama. The Jesse Lee Peterson Show is the only program in existence which deals straight up with black Americans. So-called civil rights leaders want them angry, dumbed down, and demoralized. It's not the leaders that blacks need, but good fathers and mothers. Welcome to the show. My name is Jesse Peterson. I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for your letters and emails and phone calls. I'm going to make an attempt and try to respond to some of the, or all of the emails. We get a lot of emails in, and it's difficult to respond, but we're going to put our best foot forward and make an attempt. My guests today are, my guests today are Bill and Ronald Taylor. They're brothers. Bill is over there. He's 18. Ronald here, 16. Bill is an elder. Right. And Bill, thank you again. Thank you, sir. For coming in, both of you. Thank you, sir. Uh, how did you become an elder? Um, I became an elder um, by my faithfulness uh, to my church. And Faithfulness meaning that you were working hard in the church? Yes, sir. And did somebody decide that you were going to be an elder, or did you decide that you wanted to be one? I decided I wanted to be one. And what, what was it? Were you like working in the church one day, sweeping, and one day you said, oh, let me be an elder? Not just that. Why would you want to be an elder? Um, first of all, I've been preaching since I was six. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. And I've ran my first big revival when I was eight. I've been traveling with my father across the country. Um, so I've, I'm also a musician, and I've just been showing myself I faithful. See. Yeah. And I also, to order to earn that title, I've done whatever I can do as far as cleaning up the church. Uh, cleaning the toilets, uh, cleaning the, uh, baptize, the baptizing pool, the uh, sweeping, the right. vacuuming the floor, all that. So you, know. you didn't you didn't just get special privilege, right? Because your father worked hard as like a, everybody as a, as a else, minister. right? Um, is it boring being an elder? No, sir. Boring. Um, do you think that if your father had not been a minister and you traveled with him and been involved, that you would be an elder today? I believe so. Um, if my father was not a bishop, um, but yet I was called to preach, I will still strive for the same. Thing. So you like living this way? Yes, sir. That's good. Uh, do you think that as a result of living this way, you you missed out on a lot of heartaches and extra problems that a lot of other people go through, young people? No, sir. This this is I believe for any young person, I believe this is the greatest life that you can live. Um, I've met I've met many. A gospel musical artist. Uh, I've, you know, I've, I've preached. Uh, I enjoy it because when I'm preaching or doing anything else, I'm winning souls. Yeah. So um, it's just a great profit good, for huh? me. Yes, sir. And you are a minister. Yes, sir. And you've been one since age four. Nine. Nine. Yes, sir. And for the audience uh, information, I already heard you say. But so you, one day at nine years old, you're playing around in your little playpen. <laughs> and God said, how did you become a minister? One night I had a dream that I was preaching in this church. At the age of nine. At the age of nine. And uh, I had already been singing in church. But it was a particular night that I had a dream that I was preaching. And the Lord came in, and he filled the place, and he blessed us. And uh, in that dream, he said, son, I want you to preach my word. 
Really? Yes, sir. I said, yes, sir, I will. And the dream shut off. And so how old were you in the dream? Nine. You were nine in the dream, too? <laughs> yes, sir. But then it's like as the dream kept going, I grew oh, yeah. in, into a man. And so you said, God, yes, I will do it. Yes, sir. And you woke up, and did you go and tell your parents this, or well, about did, what happened? I did just what any nine-year-old would do. I fell back to sleep. <laughs> I fell back to sleep. Yeah. But, that, but that next morning, I had a good talk with my dad, and he told me what that dream meant. So I took a role in the Christian uh, pursuit to preach the gospel, to, to win souls and uh, win them to Jesus. And so have you been preaching to audience since nine years old, to people? Yes, sir. You stand up in the pulpit to do it? Yes, sir. Are you nervous? Uh, you know, the first time around, you know, I was nervous just a little bit. But as I grew and as I got used to it, you know, and as I learned new experiences, that nervousness just went away. How do you decide what you're going to preach about? Actually, I just go in my room and pray to God. And he gives me uh, what to say. And what I do, I search the scriptures. And uh, he gives me what to say. Well, that's deep, man. <laughs> Is that how you do it, too? Yes, sir. I have a, I have a day that I, uh, matter of fact, I have two days, Wednesday and Fridays. I take a time to fast and pray, give myself to God, and I consecrate. The um, uh, Bible says, be also ready. And then Paul said, study that, to show that self-approved. So when you say fast, you don't eat anything two days out of the week? No, sir. You don't? No, sir. Because for the whole 24 hours? For the whole 24 hours. No ice or, cream? Or, or I take a time, like, um, from that morning to three, oh, or maybe okay. that whole day. Uh, food is something I love, as you can see. <laughs> so I give up the most thing that I love right. to God as a sacrifice. So then when I get up to preach, I have an anoint a strong anointing That's true, to true, preach, man. man. So you go without ice cream and cake and yeah, man. I, I collard greens, candy yams, and cornbread. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, when you love when you love God, and God has excuse me, God has given you a ministry. Um, you want to do everything to please Him and everything to have that anointing and to be effective when you stand behind that podium and and to preach His gospel. Are you nervous when you're up preaching? To be honest. I do get nervous when I'm sitting there, but when I get up to stand up, it's like I feel an, I feel an anointing that comes over me, that calms me down, and a spirit of boldness that God gives me to preach his gospel. Mm -hmm. When you guys look at other young black males, mm -hmm. you know, uh, there are more black males in prison today than there are in colleges. 70% uh, of black babies are born out of wedlock, 7-0. Most black babies are born without fathers in the homes. So when you look at boys your age and you see what they're going through, what, what, what goes through your mind, your minds about that? What do you think about those situations? Uh, I can just say that I'm just glad that God kept me from that kind of situation. But uh, whenever I, like I have most friends that are fatherless. So most of the time I try to encourage them, you know, because sometimes I had, I had one friend that was almost suicidal. Yeah. And uh, I told him, and I tried to lead him to Christ. And uh, I, as a matter of fact, I did. And ever since then, he's been going on good. But as I look at most situations, uh, I can say, I don't want to say I feel sorry for them, but I, I, I would just look at, look at it 
to see how I feel if I was in their place. Yeah. Do you realize that they are suffering like that because they don't have fathers and mothers to guide them in the right way? Or do you think their problems are coming from something else? I believe that their problems is coming because some of them don't have fathers. And do you tell them that, that they need to? I mean, how do you, let's say you and I are friends. Okay. And I'm about to commit suicide. What would you say to me? Uh, first, if I were your age, you know, we're friends. What would you hmm, say to me? I would ask, I would ask, what is your situation first? And then after that, I would ask you that if you ended your life, what would be the result of it? I mean, why, why, where would you go? You know, yeah. heaven or hell, you know? And uh, why would you end your life? And that's not going to solve anything. So if I tell you, well, I'm mad because my father's not around and, and my mother's frustrating me and so I don't feel like I can make it in life, what would you tell me? Um, just because your father's not around doesn't mean that you have to be mad at yourself to the point where you harm yourself. You know, I mean, okay, like, most people think, well, I'm gonna just end it right now. Well, there's no coming back, you know. There, there, there's no, okay, I'm gonna end it right now, and then I'm gonna come back, right. and I'm gonna start, start over. You know, yeah. once you yeah. end it, that's, you're, you're done. So is it, is it hard uh, hanging out with guys who have all these problems? Because you're right, a lot of these boys don't have fathers, right? And so a lot of them have problems, and they are your friends. Is it hard hanging out with those kind of guys? Well, I, after school, um, this past year, a lot of the, a lot of my, a lot of my friends, I used to bring over to the house, and, you know, to where my a dad. A lot of your friends don't have parents, right? Fathers. And um, some, like my little brother said, some was thinking about, they were contemplating on suicide. Right. But. So you bring them over and. Yeah, and talk to them. You know, my father. And my mother has been a father and mother to everybody. Yeah. So, um, and our family, when you come to our family, you come to love, I believe. We've, we've always fed people, we've always done that. And I would talk to them, I was, you know, man, what are you doing? Why do you want to take your own life? I, I don't believe uh, you go to heaven if you commit suicide because, you, like I say, you take your own life. So that means that you, that you become um, your own God meaning God didn't take your life, you did. But so, that's not enough, is that enough to help them overcome the problem? I also tell them, uh, Jesus loves you. And you know, Jesus can help you. Um, don't do it, let, come on man, stick with me. Let me talk to you, let me be, let me be their brother to you. Let my dad and my mom be their father and mother to you uh. that you've never had. And we've you won. Did your talk to them too? You right. Have talk to them? Yes, and, and we've won many of young people like that and I'm I'm I thank God for that because a lot of lives could have died. So do you guys feel like you live in a different world than the world around you? Yes sir. Yes sir. And uh, it has some people, you know, say y'all not a normal family. <laughs> uh sometimes yeah. uh but you are a normal family. You have a father right. and a mother right. who are there for you, who are guiding you. That's a normal family. Right. Normal family. Everything else is abnormal. Uh but I think some people are not used to seeing um, young people uh, such as myself and my little brother uh, saying God can help you. Right. You know, uh, like, man, what are you talking about? And to where we're so bold with it, you know, look, man, God can help you. God can do this for you. Don't, don't go this way, the do wrong you, path. When you're in school, do you say God can help you in classrooms too? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You do? And are you attacked for that? No, sir. No, sir. No one, and they say, oh, I don't want to hear that preacher stuff or, you guys are crazy? Some, some do. Yeah. Some say, 
It don't, it don't bother me because right. you have people that are like that. And what do you do when they say that? I leave them alone. Yeah. But I have other people that come up to me, man, tell me more about this Jesus. Uh, matter of fact, I, I uh, this year, um, myself and, a, and a, another group of kids, uh, I believe they were Hispanic, we've won 150 young people to Christ. Oh, yeah? Yes, sir. And um, a lot of them came, all races, and it's been a great joy. Do, the, do your teacher know that you talk to children about, in school, that you talk to children about God? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Do they complain about that? No, sir. No, sir. Oh, yeah? Because uh, do you go to a public school or a Christian yes, sir. school? Public. Public, because in the schools nowadays, they don't allow or want you to talk about God. Well, I, I see it like this, Brother Peterson. They don't allow us to do this. Uh, I think it's wrong, and I, I, I think it's a disgrace. I think that America itself has forgotten about God yeah. because now you have more demonic right. movies, more perverted movies. They, you know, and it's like, all right, now you don't want us to talk about God, but you want to influence um, our generation with pornography and right. Right. with drugs and, you know, all this. And But when we talk about God, somebody's getting expelled from school. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, terrible. Man. Yeah, it's a terrible it, it, thing. I want to throw a few things out at you guys as no. young people and, yes. and get oh, a reaction. Yeah. Racism. Do you think blacks are suffering, or young people, young black people, suffer from racism, or is it something else? I don't believe it's it's they're suffering from racism. Um, I don't think it has a big thing to do with racism. What do you say? Uh, I believe that. Uh, Racism itself doesn't always have to just deal with black people. Uh, blacks, pe black people can be racist against white people, and then white people can be racist against Mexicans, and so on and so on. Yeah. But I believe that uh, we're not suffering. Uh, we don't, or at least we don't have to suffer. You know, right. uh, many times somebody comes up to you and starts talking nonsense, you don't always have to respond. That's right. <laughs> uh, but you don't. We don't. I don't, I, I don't suffer. Why do you think blacks and Mexicans don't get along for the most part? There are exceptions where they do, but there seems to be a, a anger between blacks and Mexicans today. Well, see, everybody has their own individual opinions about everybody. So whenever you have a whole lot of individual opinions that's different, that's, that always causes controversy. Yeah. So uh, I believe that different people have different beliefs. And sometimes other people doesn't, they don't like other people's beliefs, but you have to just deal with it. And so it's not necessarily a color thing, it's just that right. because sure. everybody have different ideas about right. things, and sometimes people don't want to agree with those ideas, it creates problems. Right, and plus, I, I, me personally, I really, I really never really seen um, blacks and Hispanics really into it. I've always... Well, I grew up in Austin. I've always seen blacks and Hispanics stick together, you know. So I, I've really never seen that. Like, like, um, like we said before, you're gonna have racism everywhere between everywhere. everybody. Um, out of wedlock birth. Is that a sin? What do you think about that? Well, the Bible says no sex before you're married. So yes, I would say that that is a sin. Uh. And uh, a whole of a whole lot of unwed births. Now, I don't believe that anybody is here on accident because God always has a purpose for anybody's life. But it's like my brother said just a few minutes ago, uh, the baby didn't ask to be here. 
it was uh, John and Sue that got together. And the result of it was that the baby was born. Right. And then people, and then, you know, you can't condemn a person to hell. Right. Because they had a baby out of wedlock. People make mistakes. People get hot, you know. People get, get hot? Out, get fired up. You mean like because it's so hot in Texas or another kind of hot? Another kind of hot. <laughs> uh, you know, they get tempted. Tempted. Yeah. Tempted. People get yeah. hot. <laughs> it's hot in Texas. But they get, they get tempted. Yeah. And, and then, you know, they make... <laughs> Yes. They, they make the mistake, and then right. the result come out nine months later. Sure. But I, 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 there is no uh, condemnation for that. What is your, as a young person or mm -hmm. young people, what is your great, and then you, what is your greatest temptation? You have to fight off. My greatest temptation, as an eighteen-year-old going through changes, I would say, and not embarrassed to say. My pro my greatest probably would be uh, the sexual temptation. Yeah. You, know, you I, mentioned earlier you were a virgin. Right. But it's hard staying a virgin. Yes, it is. Yeah. And, and and then I'm I'm not embarrassed to say neither. I've been in many situations to where I could have lost my virginity, but I given myself to God and said, Lord, if if I give myself to you, when I get up behind that pulpit to preach, God, I'm asking that you would anoint me and let me be effective to reach somebody. Right. Even if, I don't care if I'm preaching to a thousand, I just reach one soul. That's one soul that would not go to hell. And so for other young people, when, they're, when they do find themselves, because as you get older, you are going to find yourself right. in that situation where you can give into it. You would recommend they do what when they get in that situation? Rather than giving into it, they should do what? They, I believe they should uh, ask God for help. I mean, he's the only one. You can you can go to a counselor, you can go to a doctor, you can have this changed about you, you can close that up or whatever. God, you know, God is the only one I believe that can just take the temptations away and help you. Sometimes the temptations, though, is your greatest opportunity. I believe. Yeah. Uh, either you're going to take that, that, you know, either you're going to take that opportunity and make that mistake or not. You can pass the test. That's right. I'll tell any young person, man, you can pass it. Right. You can, you can, you you know, you don't have to have sex. You don't have to do drugs. You, man, you can avoid all that. Mature. What, what is yours? Your greatest temptation as a young young man? My greatest temptation is sometimes uh, I can clown too much. <laughs> I can clown too much sometimes. <laughs> I've never been in any of those situations. You don't have sexual. Uh, oh, sex no, is sir. not a great temptation. No, I always try to uh, avoid those kind of situations. Yeah. But I will say that my greatest temptation, sometimes I can be a clown too much. You make a lot of jokes and things like right. that? Right. You like to have fun. Right. But see, the Bible says that there's a time for everything, you know. And uh, there's a time to, you know, be funny, but there's a time to be serious. And, and then when do you choose to be funny? In classrooms <laughs> or at church or when? I choose, I choose to be funny or comical at my house, around friends. Uh, I used to do it in class, and in class I learned that the result of trying to be funny in class can always get you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it can always get you in trouble. I learned that in elementary, junior high, and even this year I've learned it. Are you, uh, uh, what type of grades do you get? Uh, A's, B's, C's. <laughs> but there, but I mean, there's, I, don't, I can't name anybody that's never had an F in their life. You ever have an F? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, and P.E.? 
<laughs> no, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Um, so your greatest temptation that you like to make jokes, right? Yes, sir. Do you have anger? Anger? Uh, I won't call it anger, but sometimes a person can get, I'll say, frustrated with their own self that sometimes it can turn into anger if, if you're not careful with it. Yeah. Uh, you have to tell somebody whenever you're getting mad within your heart. Who do you talk to when you, when you get angry? I always talk to my father and my mother. About your anger? And so you get frustrated with yourself at times? Sometimes. About like, what? If I know that I can do something better, but still it, I don't like uh, accomplish anything with what I'm doing, I sometimes get frustrated. Like, say, like, I'm in a sport like basketball, and uh, I know I can make at least 15 points a game, but I only come out to seven. Uh -huh. That can be very frustrating. Oh, okay. And that's just an example. And so do you get so mad you, like, want to throw the ball up against the wall and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, tension in your mind makes you want to do that. That's right. But that, I guess that all comes with discipline, you know, to conduct yourself in a behavior to which you have to just be calm and tell yourself that you can do it and have faith in God. And you'll always come out on top. Um, how about you? you have anger? Um, when I was younger, it, I, I used to just get mad, short-tempered, you know, like some people have. So where did your anger come from? Um, honestly, I just don't know. I, I used to, back in the second grade, I used to have people call me Big Bad Billy. And I just go around trying to boss kids around, man. And uh, you but boss, I, I, you've been a big guy? Right, right. You and so you was like a bully? Yes, sir. Uh. And uh, I don't know why I'm never, my parents never separated. Right. I never experienced divorce. So as, as I grew up and began to mature, I was like, why was I mad? You know, uh, dealing with anger. Then sometimes it's just, I believe it's spirits that comes on people. And so, do you still have it? No, sir. How did you overcome it? Uh, I asked God to take it away. You did, and he removed it? Yes, sir. Who is the head? You have a father and a mother in the home, right? Yes, sir. We have five minutes left in the program. Who is the head of your home? My, my father. Your father. He runs the home. Yes, sir. And what does that mean to you when you see that? Um, my father is a man. My father is the provider. Uh, he runs the home. Well, I would say like this, he's the head of the house, mom is the head inside the house. <laughs> she wants things done a certain way, it's going to get done. But my father being the head of the house, he sees that it gets done. Right. You and, know. and you see it the same way? Yes, sir. With every head, you need a neck to turn on it. So my father being the head of the house, my mom, uh, my mom helps him out too. Um, and so what does it do to you? What type of, does it, what type of impression does it have on you seeing your father the head over your mother and over the home? Mm, it doesn't really give any pressure, but... Impression. Oh, Im impression. Yeah, how does it, what does it do for you to see that? Oh, well, it makes me feel actually very proud of my father. Yeah. Because you have most fathers in the world today that does not take responsibility. That's right. And, uh, that, and then the result of that is you have just a mother in the house. And you have mothers trying to be fathers, but yeah. there's certain roles that the father has to play in the household. That's right. This is why uh, the one thing that we're doing, I don't know if you know this already, but I run a nonprofit organization 
and we're trying to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. I believe that if black men were to turn back to God, get married, guide their wives and children how right way to go, we wouldn't have the out of control drugs and crime and things that we see in the black community. You have it a little bit, of course, but it wouldn't be out of control because father, uh, boys would see, and girls would see how fathers and mothers are dealing together and it guides them and shows them how to do it in the right way. Am I wrong about that, you think? I don't think so, but my only question would be, is this just for like the black community? Because well, no, this, this uh, applies to all of mankind, okay. Okay. but these, these are godly principle, God's principles. But in the black community, rarely do you see fathers getting married and, and guiding the children. Well, I mean, do you see it in all races, though? Um, yeah, you do see it for the most part of other races, but it's rare that you see it in the black race. You know, just think, I mean, how many I mean, I don't friends, think you're wrong how many friends do you guys have that most of them have fathers in their home? Isn't that true? I hear, what, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So, and, and the reason I ask what type of impression it has upon you guys seeing your father in charge, because a lot of kids need to understand their problems are coming, the start of their problem is coming from not having fathers to set that example for them in the home. And it's good. When you see that, it's good for you. It kind of shows you how you should be living, too. That's true. And treating women as well. Mm -hmm. Because I also have friends that have a father in the home, but not a mother. Yeah. So it's certain roles that a father plays. That's right. And some fathers are, are trying to be father and mother, <laughs> but uh, you, but some fathers can't be mothers at the same time. That's right. Well, mm -hmm. they can't be a mother. You have to right. be a father. Let me ask you guys this. Um, when you look at adults today, uh, we are, I, I, we're going to pick up on this in the, in the next half hour, but when you look at adults, what do you think about grown-ups? I think, uh, <laughs> what, what category are you putting it in? You know, do you, when you see adults, do you think, wow, that's a nice, smart, wise adult? Or do you think, what happened to that adult? They're, they're, they're crazy. Do you ever think about those things? Uh, well, I would give you time to think on it <laughs> okay. because we're at the end of this program. Yes, sir. And when we come back next week, because we're going to keep you guys over, and uh, we'll pick up on that. I have other questions for you, all right? Yes, okay. sir. I uh, appreciate you tuning in, and uh, we're here to rebuild the lie so that you can see the truth, and it's the truth that's going to set us free. And God said that we should love the truth with all our heart, soul, and might, and that's how you become free. Have a good night. It's not the leaders that blacks need, but good fathers and mothers. Welcome to the show. My name is Jesse Peterson. Again, thank you for your emails, your phone calls, and your letters that we receive. We appreciate it a whole lot. Don't take it for granted at all. I am uh, continuing a discussion that I'm having with uh, Bill and Ronald Taylor. They are brothers. Bill is here. He's 18. And Bill is an elder. And Ronald Taylor is uh, 16 yes, and a sir. minister. Bill has been a I guess an elder or a minister since the age of what, nine? Six. 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 And Ronald since nine. nine. Yes, sir. That's amazing. So how much did he influence you to become one at all? 
Once you, I know you had the dream and a <laughs> guy came, but well, were you influenced by your brother? Him as my other sibling, I saw him many times in the pulpit, and I, I would be like, I wonder how that feels to be preaching and to be talking to all the people right. like that, you know. And I was, I was a little youngster, but uh, now I believe that he has an influence because I see how much God has used him to reach so many young people. Yeah. And that uh, every, every time he gets up to speak, you know, some of the stuff he says, I'm, I'm like, where did he get that from? You know, because I'm so <laughs> amazed sometimes. So oh, yeah. it's, 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 I could say that he had an influence on me. Do you guys talk to each other about private things in your life? Oh, yes, That sir. you wouldn't talk to someone else about? Right. Yes, sir. Oh, right. yeah. Right. That's good. <clears throat> I want to talk to you about a few things here. Since right. you're an elder and you're a minister, salvation, what is salvation? Um, my definition of salvation is uh, the uh, deliverance from sin, um, uh, the deliverance from the penalty, from the guilt of sin. I believe that's what salvation is. And Ronald, what is sin? Sin is the nature of the devil. Nature of the devil. Yes, sir. Sin, sin is just frankly being out of the will of God. How do a person know, especially young people, okay. and I hope, and a lot of young people watch my show, Right. What, how does a young person know when they are a sinner, when they are sinning? Young people, how, how, how do they know whenever they're in sin? Um, some young people just look at everybody else, and that's how they get their individual facts. Um, how am I compared to you, you know? And uh, I guess some young people just look at, and they say, well, if I'm not doing what you do, then I guess I'm a bad person. If I'm not in church all the time, if I'm not always praising, worshiping God, I guess I'm a bad person, right? And uh, are you a sinner? Me? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, sir. You're not. How about you? <laughs> no, sir. You're not a sinner. How does one find God? Accepting Jesus Christ. Accepting Jesus. Yes. And how do you accept Jesus? Ask him to come into your heart. And how do you know when he has come into your heart? The Bible talks about the fruits that people bear. Um, you, you can be in church and you can, you know, go through the motions, but whenever you get on the other side of those church doors, that's whenever the test really hits you, you know. Um, you have people that's in church, praises God, worships God, but then goes out into the world and acts like nothing ever happened, right. you know, and they act like that they haven't heard a word that the preacher says. So once you accept Jesus into your life, do you, is there something change about you? You stop yes, doing sir. the things you used to do? Because the Bible says that old things pass away and all things become I'm new. new. Right. Um, I want to move on to some other issues that I often wonder what do young black, black men and women think, all right? Okay. Um, Jesse Jackson, what's your impression of him? You heard of Jesse Jackson, right? I've, I've yes, heard of Jesse Jackson. Um, What's your impression of Jesse Jackson? What, good man, evil? I think he's a good man. You think Jesse Jackson's uh, a good opinion. man? Yes, sir. And why do you think he's good? Uh, the marches that he did with Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, he has a thing called the Rainbow Coalition, trying to help people out. Uh, I, I think it's great. Um, if he made any mistakes in life, uh, it's not. It's not my. It's not my. I, I shouldn't judge. You shouldn't judge. Nobody shouldn't judge. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Um, so God is the judge. 
who are we to judge, Paul said. Uh, God is the ultimate judge, so Jesse Jackson, for what I've seen, he's a good man. Uh, I, I believe people take, they, they look at the good stuff that people have done, but it's one bad thing they look at and then that person becomes um, a menace to society to, to mm -hmm. them. And, but me and myself, I think Jesse Jackson is a good man. You feel the same way, Ronald? Yes, sir. Um, you think Jesse Jackson is a good man? Yes, sir. But in the Bible, you know, Jesus deals with a woman and uh, these people bring this woman to Jesus and they say that this woman has done wrong and all this and all that. And uh, she, yeah, she committed adultery. And then they say, Jesus, what would you do? And Jesus says to them, Jesus says, if there's anybody out here that has led a sinless life, then cast the first stone. And as the story uh, concludes, um, nobody cast a stone. So that tells me that besides Jesus, no one else has led a sinless life. All right, let me ask you this. Um, both of you say Jesse Jackson is a good man. Uh, would a good man, uh, period, but especially a reverend, would he cheat on his wife? That's um, recognizing that this is your show. Uh, <laughs> but I believe that that's his business. And, um, even but as a reverend, and, as a reverend. And you're influencing other young people. They're going to be asking you about this. Right. When they say to you, uh, Elder Billy or Bill, they call you well, Billy or Bill? They call me Billy. I'm, my real name's Billy. Okay, Elder <laughs> Billy. Um, would a good man cheat on his wife and make a baby in that relationship and take his, his girlfriend with him to the White House to visit with the president and all that? What would you say to them? If they ask you, if a good, would a good man do that? A man of God. A man of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory. No, we heard that line before. Right. A man of God but, wouldn't do that. A, a, a man of God wouldn't cheat on his, on his wife, whoever he may be. Or a woman of God wouldn't cheat right. on her husband. So uh, being a man of God, you know, being a, a reverend, I don't, I don't believe they would cheat. The thing right. is, if, if he did. Not if he did. Believe me, he did. Look at the baby. He did. Okay, he did. So me, myself, if God, God forgives him. Right. It's not me to judge. But the question is, would a good man, a good man called by it. God, do that? He's a human being, first of all. So you're saying yes? Yes. A good man You think would. a man that's called by God. A man that's called by God. married would cheat on his wife make a baby, take a girlfriend to the White House, and just don't care. Well, David in the Bible. No, Jesse Jackson, I know David, exactly. and I know Jesse Jackson. He's not David. Exactly, and David is not Jesse Jackson, but people that are called by God, I believe, they, it's, mistakes are still going to happen no matter what. Okay, and you agree with that? People get tempted, mm -hmm. and people get tried, people get tested, but... Uh, he didn't do it just one time, he didn't just have one little temptation, have sex and walk away. Well, it sir, became a relationship. Well, sir, I put it like this. Jesse Jackson being a man of God, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna discuss Would his business. Would you cheat business. on your wife? Would I cheat on my wife? Yeah. No, sir. Would you make a baby with a girl, another lady, beside your wife? No, sir. Why not? Because that goes against everything I've been taught. 
as, so you see it as being wrong, right? Yes, sir. All right. Um, another question about Jesse Jackson, then we'll okay. move on. Jesse Jackson support. Oh, let me ask you this first. Homosexuality, evil or good? It's evil. Evil. That's, a, that's, total, that's total rebellion <laughs> against, against God. God's word. That's total rebellion. Okay. That's saying that I don't want to uh, populate the earth anymore. Exactly. Abortion, good or evil? evil? Evil. Because that's saying that I'm taking life and death into my own hands. Would a good man or a good woman support homosexuality and abortion? I don't believe they would. How about you? No, sir. They would not? They would not support it. They can't hear you. They would not support it. I'm sorry. Right. And so if Jesse Jackson is good and he does support all those things, I'm telling you he does, why would you call him a good man? Hmm. Well, I didn't know that he supported all those things, but I still, my opinion would still not change. Um, so you would call him good even if the evidence that he's evil is there, you would still call him good? Well, sir, him being a man of God, uh, I, I, don't, I don't... Can I have a yes or no on that first? If, you know, <laughs> if the evidence that he's evil is there, would you still call him good? I still would call him good. Really? You too? Yes, sir, because he's a man of God. And God said, woe unto the man who called good evil and evil good. Does that concern you guys? So, so because of, of his mistakes, He's, he's, he's evil now. So you think uh, believing in abortion, that's a mistake he's making? If he believes, his beliefs is his beliefs. And so do you think it's a mistake to believe in something like that? As a reverend and a man of God? It's his, it's his choice. No, is it a mistake? You just said. If he, if he believes in that, that's what he believes in. I mean, Do you Jesse think God Jackson, is pleased with him? between him and God. But you're a reverend, though. You have a responsibility. I am a reverend, but he, he is a man of God also. Ronnie, you think God is pleased with that? That's between him and God, sir. What do you mean? So that's what, is this what you tell your friends if they ask you that? That's what I would tell them. About Jesse Jackson, him being a man of God, is not our place to judge whether he's a good... How about discernment? You're right. Judging is wrong. Only God can judge. But don't we have a responsibility as men and women of God to discern right from wrong? We can discern, but it's a difference between discerning and it's a difference between discerning and judging. So, do you discern Jesse Jackson actions? I never really known that he done this stuff in, until you told us. And now that you know, what, you just, I, my what do you opinion still when I change? Really? Right. Yours too. That's his opinion about what he does. What he does, actually, that's none of my business. But yeah. I mean, from what I know about him from all the good stuff that I've heard about him. What good stuff have you heard? Well, about the Rambo Coalition, and he's helped out a whole lot of people. Um, the next time someone tell you that, ask them to show you the people that Jesse Jackson. Because most people say that, but when you ask for evidence, they can't point it out. And the only reason I'm having this discussion with you as young men mm -hmm. is because people like Jesse Jackson and the NWCP and others, are, you know, they're in the limelight there. And young men, black men are looking at this and they're seeing this as an example. You know, and, and as you guys just said, you see it as a good example. But in reality, it is not a good example. It's a bad example. Because God said you can't love good and evil. You gotta love one and hate the other. Oh, I you hate can't evil. serve two gods, right? And, and so if a man or a woman say that they believe in God, there's no way they can believe in abortion, homosexuality, you know, cheat on their wives and make babies in those relationships, and, and you know. 
I, I've never really heard Reverend Jackson say that he believed um, in homosexuality and yeah, abortion. Yeah, he, he supports it. I never. No. Can you can you uh, give me a situation that you've seen him? He gave a, a, a the recent one. He gave a talk with the National Organization of Women Who Hate Men. He was one of the primary speakers, and uh, he. Uh, said that a woman have the right to do what she want to with her baby, unborn baby. Well, you know, God all, God gave us the power of choice. But did he give you a right to kill your unborn baby? It's a power of choice. No, did God give her a right, a choice? So in the Bible it says that it's okay to kill your baby? Well, see, sir, it's the difference between the word kill and the word murder. The word murder means to kill without a cause. But, you know, one point you made, and I, it just occurred to me for the first time, is that you're right, you do have a a choice to either do good or do evil. Right. And so doing evil is not God's choice for you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so are you saying that it's okay for a woman to have an abortion? No, I'm sir. not saying it's okay. I think it's a I think it's one of the biggest sins because when a baby is born, they whether it's out of wedlock, you know, whatever, they have a purpose. Right. It's a purpose set for them. Um but I'm not trying to justify I want to go back to the parents. I want to talk okay. about the parents. So a right. lot of kids have a problem with parents. This is a little deep for you guys about the Jesse Jackson thing. So, um, Do your mother ever get on your nerves? <laughs> I, I, I think every young person, you know, their mother irritates them sometimes. <laughs> so do your mother get on your nerves? No, not, not really. Uh, Does she get on your nerves sometimes? No, not really. Never? No. I, you know, your mother tried your to Your brother's looking in shock here. <laughs> you can't believe you're not being honest about this. It's, it's, uh, well, I'm not lying. It's, um, I wouldn't say she get on my nerves. Just, well, irritating sometimes. Well, but she's trying to help me out. No, 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 don't be, don't be soft yet. We're going to get to this. Sometimes oh. she gets on my nerves. Sometimes. Because okay, I'll put it sometimes. So now Sir. you're going to be honest that Piranha's being honest. <laughs> I'm about to tell the truth, right? It's just certain things. Like I wanted, I want to hang out with the guy sometimes, right. and she says, "No, you got to stay home and clean up your room." Right. And you know, I get mad sometimes, but I, I look at it and I say, "Well, if I were to clean up this room, I wouldn't be in this kind of predicament yeah, situation right. right now." Would you recommend that for other children who, you know, they're going through the same thing? Right. How they, how, what should they do when their mother get on their nerves? Oh, well, see, what works for me might not work for them, but. But what would you recommend? Uh, I recommend that they just stay respectful and do whatever their yeah, mother yeah. or father tells them. Good recommendation. <laughs> but she doesn't get on your nerve. Yeah, she, she sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. And but what do you do when she gets on your nerve? Nothing. It's her house, so I just do what she says do. You know, I, yes, ma'am. And <laughs> how about your dad? Do your dad get on your nerves sometimes? Yes, sir, sometimes. Yes. sometimes. And, and how do you deal with it when he gets on your nerves? Yes, sir, I do this. You know, and he's always taught us to to look at him in the, to, eye. In the eye, Yes, you're a man. That's right, you that's know, good. You know, so I, my dad is not a soft man. I've always grown up, he's always, you know, boxed with us, punched us <laughs> in our chest, and we would fall down and cry, no, get up, you're that's a man. Right. So I, you know. Does he allow you to disagree with him? Yes, sir. Let's say that he's wrong about something. Are you guys allowed to say to both of your parents, well, dad or mom, this is wrong, you're wrong? Well, yeah, I'll say I disagree with it, you know. Well, in the Army, uh, the sergeant might disagree with the general, but the sergeant cannot get out of his place by trying to tell off the general or whatsoever. Well, so I don't mean in a rude way, you know. Oh, no, yes, I know. I know, but, 
my dad being the father, being the leader, I believe that he knows what's best. But if we feel that uh, he might be wrong on a certain point, you know, we can express our opinion. But you can whatever he says goes. Even if he's wrong? Yes, sir. Yeah, God will deal with him. <laughs> God will deal with him. Even, right. even if he's wrong. So whatever even if he's wrong, it still goes. Right. And you feel the same way? Yes, sir. Is that the right way to do it? Right. No yes, matter sir. what, honor. Because the Bible says, father. honor my father and my mother, that your days might be right. long upon I, I agree that you should respect your parents, right? But if a parent is wrong, don't they have an obligation to say, well, your yeah, son or daughter, I am wrong, and then change from that? Because if they're wrong and still doing what they're doing, wouldn't that confuse the children? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, that would. Mm -hmm. But you have a whole lot of hothead fathers that does not like to admit whenever they're wrong. I'm, right. the, I'm the father, you know. That's right. And uh, if, even if I'm wrong or not, you still obey me. But my father, he, he'll admit. He'll admit he's wrong. He'll, he'll yeah, admit he'll whenever admit. he's wrong. Do your mother admit she's wrong too? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So if you said to your mother, Mom, you need to calm down. You're being impatient. You know, you're overreacting here. What would she say? <laughs> yeah, you talking about a lady that like, was one from, was, was from the old school. Uh, right. And I, I've never said anything to her like that. Um, but I'll say, yes, ma'am. When she is calmed down, I'll go back and talk to her. Now, mom, now you know this is, this is wrong. This is wrong. No, this is, this is the way it didn't happen. This is the way it happened. And she ended up apologizing. Oh, good. But I want to say, Mom, you need to calm down. And, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. I'm back in slap quick, man. You so, know, so I know I'm getting uh, up off the floor. <laughs> uh, do you ever go and tell your dad or your mom? Like, you know, Dad, why you were away at work, Mom got out of control, or she was <laughs> yelling too much, or she's been unreasonable. I've done that a couple of times. Right. And what, what happened when you did it? Uh, son, don't run to me. Go get it straight. That's, that's between you and your father, you and your mother. Because really? then, you, then I believe they'll bring, uh, they'll try be, to bring confusion right. and division right. amongst the parents. You know, your mom tells you to do one thing. Now you're trying to go to your daddy to. Uh, but I'm to talking let you do about when else. she's wrong and what she's saying. You know, when she's unreasonable in her request. You you tell your dad about it. He doesn't take care of it then. No, if, I mean he'll tell us go get it straight with your mom. Uh, I think that's a mistake. May I tell you why? Then you correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. The responsibility of a father is to keep harmony and peace in the home. And a lot of times, not all mothers, but sometimes mothers, because of that pressure, they overreact to it. Or they make decisions based on their emotions and not necessarily the right thing to do. And when a kid go and tell the mother, the father about it, he should go to the mother and correct her in that situation. It, it does so many things. It draws you closer to the father. And when you love your father, you draw closer to God because of the role of man. And this is for girls and boys. And also it shows boys and girls how it allows boys and girls to see how men deal with women and you know, how they deal with them in the right way. And also it, um, it, uh, uh, it shows the mother that it causes her to know that her children are gonna report her to the father and it causes her to respect the father in a, in a, in a better way too because the father represent God in the home. You know, he is a representation of God, right? And so that would cause her to love him more. She's gonna fight it for a little bit, but it'll cause her to love him more because he is doing what he should do as a man. Am I wrong? So are you saying that um, if, if, if the mother says something 
And then the child goes back to the father, and the father doesn't get up and just make the whole ruling. So is that wrong? Or If the mother is unreasonable in her decision-making, and the father, oh, okay. you know, you know I'm oh, not okay, saying, okay. If she's unreasonable, you know, I, I, I had my father to come and, and, yeah. and you know, how sometimes your mother do say some stuff to you guys or do some stuff that you think, you know, this is crazy, right? You know, this is unreasonable. Oh yeah, I've had my father to come and and try to, well, right. can we do this? Can we do that? Yeah. You know, like you said, to try to keep peace in the house, right? You know, because you don't want this, you don't want, you know your daughter or your son to be mad. That's right. The mother and the daughter the son is not talking to one another. Exactly. Yeah, okay, okay. And, and the father worked that out. He's right. like he's like the president of the company, you know, and the mother's the right. vice president. So when the vice president is not working things out right, the head comes in and, and, and resolves the issue. He doesn't send the children off to deal with it because they can't handle that kind of stuff. Right. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, I hear what you're saying. Do you hear what I'm saying? Uh, we have five minutes left. What's important to you? As a young person. That's As a enough. young person. What's important to me, um, I believe my ministry is important to me right now and my family, uh, my church family. And uh, right now we're having services at the Comfort Inn Suites uh, over there, over there by Slotsky's Deli right now. And uh, well, I don't know what Slotsky's Deli, I don't live here. Oh, but, I'm sorry. Uh, it's right down the road. I right. And uh, <laughs> my ministry is important to me. Because I believe that if my ministry is intact, then my place in my family will be intact, and my place in my school will be intact. See, yeah. if, if if I believe that if we put God first, then everything else falls in place. Yeah. What's important to you, Billy? Um, like Ronald said, like Ronald said, you know, my ministry, but also my education too. Right. Um, you want to get up there talking before God's people, and you. You just saying anything and not making sense. My education. Are you doing well in school? Yes, sir. Yeah. My education, uh, my ministry uh, is important to me. Even if working. you can make a recommendation to other young black men and white, all races, but we're really right, trying right. to reach out to these black boys, right. uh, boys and girls, what would you recommend for them, to them? To them? Yeah. I recommend to, to get your education uh, and to stay in church stay with God. Um, I believe education and salvation is important so that you wouldn't end up in damnation. What would you recommend, Rhino? Um, get your education. You know, go to, go to college, finish out of high school, um, but still have your salvation. You know, because if, if you, you can be smart and still not have God in your life, but you can't have God in your life but you still can't be smart. What would you say to them about the anger that they have? Uh, what would I suggest? Yeah. I'll just go to God, pray. You know, uh, a, a whole lot of times, anger builds up as, because you see situations in your family or with your friends or just throughout the whole world. And sometimes you wonder what you can do, but then you look at it and say, really, I can't do nothing. So then you get angry, but I, I believe that if you calm down and get in your word, search the scriptures, and go to God in prayer, I believe everything's gonna be get into Get into youth groups. Right. Uh, Never we, be alone. We have a thing called Teen Night at our church on fourth Friday nights. What's the name of your church again? Uh, Victorious Ministries International Worship Center. And is it, is it Midland or Odessa? Odessa. 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 Okay. Yes, sir. 
And yes, I'm sorry, what were you I, I was about saying, to anger? How, what were you recommending? Uh, get, get among church youth groups. Um, you know, they have these big brothers and big sisters club. And to take your mind, to get away from that, and ask them, man, you know, help me, pray with me that God to take away this anger. Yeah. You know, my past is really haunting me because if you let your past haunt you, it begins to affect your future. One thing that we teach them about the anger is that um, uh, you have to forgive. Right. And the first that you have to forgive are your parents first. Your father for not being there for you in the right way. Because some fathers are in the home, but they're no good. Right. In the right way. And your mothers for being impatient and whatever it is. Because when you forgive, then God will forgive you. Right. But when you uh, resent or condemn, you're being condemned. You know, you become just like the person or people that you hate. And so what we teach is that they forgive first. And, and the other person don't have to say that they're sorry because some people won't. You don't need anything from them. But the moment you forgive, then God is going to take away your anger and allow you to go free and have a good life. Right. And, and once they uh, forgive, I, I notice that a lot of them start to have better lives. Right. But as long as they have that anger, they're not going to get better. It's just going to get worse right. because you find yourself reacting to everything around you. Right. That makes sense? Yes, sir. You know what? You guys are some smart guys. Thank you. Thank you, really, you made me proud. Thank you. It's been, I really enjoy talking to you. And I'm sure that you the people too, out in TV land there are going <laughs> to really get a lot from what they've heard from you guys. Thank you, sir. All right? I'm Thank glad you. I met you. Yeah. Appreciate right. it. Yes, sir. God bless you guys. God bless you, God bless you too, sir. I can tell you have good parents. Yes, Peace and parents. Mm -hmm. Thank you, and have a good night. My name is Jesse Lee Peterson. I am founder and president of a nonprofit organization called Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And our purpose is to rebuild the family by rebuilding the man. There is a perfect order to life. That order is God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children. We deal with all people because uh, the things that we're talking about are spiritual things, which applies to all of mankind. And in the black community, we uh, focus, our primary focus is on the man. Uh, I have a book out called From Rage to Responsibility, an excellent book for all people, From Rage to Responsibility. Uh, we have a newsletter that we put out every other month. You can contact us at 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-BOND. Our web is www.bondinfo. B-O-N-D-I-N-F-O.org. For an audio or video copy of this program, please call or write the address on the screen. Please include the program number when ordering.